All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second episode of the Bali Shit Podcast. And today I'm here with Rahul Topiwala. What's up, Rahul? What's up, guys? And uh, we're going to be talking about the movie Grish 3, uh, which really should be Grish 2. Uh, so this is a movie that will make you cringe every five seconds. It features a long up-close shots of Rithik Roshan shaking his head. And uh, just I'll give you guys a good, uh, a really quick run-through of the plot. So Gal, played by Vivek Oberoi, is a handicapped mutant superhero. Yes, handicapped mutant superhero. With the, with the plan to take over the world with a virus. So he infects people with that virus. Grish now has to save people. And Grish's father, who is a nationally renowned scientist, is trying to find the antidote, which he finds through Grish's blood. Then you have Kangana, and uh, there's some weird shape-shifting stuff. There's Priyanka, who Priyanka is Chopra. completely wasted. Yeah, she is just a... Uh, this is the woman who, uh, the only real woman to break through into Hollywood, is uh, now doing multiple scenes where she's just applying makeup and getting saved by Hrithik Roshan. She makes Lois Lane in the 80s look progressive. Yeah, they even, they even tried to make her, like, a news reporter. Exactly. That's, that's the basic plot structure, and then there's this long, drawn-out fight scene. But I think one thing we have to, we have to mention is that this movie lifts from a lot of different Hollywood films. So we, Rahul and I actually made a list. Ready? Spider-Man 2, the Doc Ock one, X-Men, Terminator, The Dark Knight, The Amazing Spider-Man, Superman Returns, and Man of Steel, uh, Iron Man 3, and RoboCop, and probably the Bible, because there is an insane amount of uh, Jesus imagery. There, whatever religion you can think of, it's in here somewhere. I guarantee it. Yeah, and the movie is a very clear uh, surface level. It's very clear, like, Hindu propaganda. Like, very conservative values. Like, uh, don't, like, I feel like if we sat down with Rakesh Roshan, he'd be like, all right, no stem cell research, no cloning, no premarital sex. Those are my three rules. Yeah, it was the weirdest, it was the, it's the weirdest set of messages I have ever seen in a movie. Like, there's the fairly standard hero-villain plot, and then out of nowhere... You have this monologue by Rithik Roshan going, no man should ever be God. Yeah. No <laughs> or like there's a scene where Gal is like, I'm not a human. I wasn't born. I was created. And it's like, no, he's, he's a stem cell baby. That's the yeah, subtext. This, this could cut to like an anti-stem cell research or an anti-abortion ad in the middle and it would be completely logical. Yeah. Rahul actually said uh, there, it's copied from so many different movies that... It's safe to say that they've what they've 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 Kangana run out of ideas. Yeah, very proud of that one. By the way, if you've listened to the last podcast and you heard the Rohit Shitty joke in Dilwale <laughs> and you thought there's no way these people could possibly go any lower, <laughs> well, <laughs> we did it. Okay, so the first scene it opens with Rithik Roshan, the older Rithik Roshan, Rohit Mera, who's testing a new technology that harnesses the power of the sun, and he tries to revive a plant. And this is actually what happens. The plant ends up dying because there's too much exposure. And Rohit Mera tells his son, Grish, he says, uh, what we need is we need to find uh, some sort of material that will absorb the energy that is not needed and it lets other energy pass through, which is the definition of a filter, right? Allowing some substances in and letting others through. And uh, <laughs> at that point, Ritik Roshan then says, Papa, you mean... A filter with a brain? And no, no, like, no, no. That's not at all what we meant. It's just a filter. 
<laughs> You're adding the with the brain part all on your own. Where did AI come into this? <laughs> like making this worse. Okay. And then, so that's the first scene. And aesthetically, there are like moments in the movie that are done um, well from a technology and like special effects perspective. And then it's just filled with the most awkward moments. One of those aesthetically is Rithik Roshan as the older father, as Rohit Mehra, has very severe belly padding. And it just looks super awkward the entire time. And the second thing is Rithik Roshan's outfit. Guys, he's wearing a trash bag the entire time and his pants look like they're just cargo pants from Gap. Like Rithik ha had no idea, I guess Manish Malhotra maybe was like designing and he brought Gap cargo pants and Rithik was like, I don't, think, I don't think Manish Malhotra was involved at all. I think Rithik Roshan just went across the street yeah. without the first set of pants <laughs> he could find. And he's wearing like New Balance sneakers the whole movie. <laughs> and like they don't even try to hide it. Like you got these big shots where Rithik Roshan's jumping and the cave flies by and it's, it's the worst pair of pants <laughs> I've ever seen. It's like, it has pockets. Why do you have pockets? Like, it's so weird. And not only that, but getting back to Rohit Mehra, he, he has that weird belly padding. And not only, it's not only looks-wise, you think he's acting very well until you stop and you realize Rohit Mehra has two tones the entire movie. Every single line of dialogue is na-na-na-na, na-na-na-na-na-na. Yeah, yeah. Every single line. Yeah. When he finds out he's being a grandfather, he's like, huh? na 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 and it's like, oh, Jesus, how did you win? He won a film fair for this like seven years ago. Um, so I guess since we brought it up, we could just talk about the other actors. So Rithik Roshan is playing a double role, obviously, as a mentally handicapped scientist <laughs> and a superhero who is his son. Um, <laughs> and I guess let's just start with Gangana Ranaut. So for those of you who don't know who Gangana is... She is a national award winner uh, for movies like Thanuad's Manu Returns and Queen. Uh, and now she is playing a discount mystique. mystique. Yeah, she just shapeshifts. And the 98% of the cringiness that you feel throughout this film comes from her, I'd say. There is one scene in the movie where... It's supposed to be like this kind of ambush where all, all of the villains, all of the X-Men ripoffs... Yeah, and they're all X-Men ripoffs. They're all X-Men ripoffs. Like, they have Nightcrawler, they have F they have Professor X, they have Magneto, whatever you can think of from the X-Men, it's in here. They ambush Hrithik Roshan at his house, and Kangana Ranaut <laughs> tries to jump over a sofa. <laughs> and, guys, <laughs> nothing I say here will ever do that scene justice. Oh, man. It's like this weird butt drag. She she plants her ass on the sofa and then somehow... <laughs> and swings, she swings her legs around and what's happening is she's trying to be like seductive but the actress like Gangana as a person clearly does not have the physical capability to swing around nicely. So she swings awkwardly and then she just looks at the camera like in exactly. a pseudo sexy like, way. They could have saved that scene if it just cut away but it's it lingers on her for a solid two seconds and she's just sitting there with her legs planted awkwardly like, <laughs> like she's in pain. <laughs> like this hurts for her. Also Rahul, you want to tell them the, uh, the background behind Gangana being in this movie that we now found out? Yes. Um, let me clarify... We reviewed this movie because it's a terrible movie. But yeah. there's a little bit of extra meat to this. So, Hrithik Roshan and Kangana Ranaut kind of had like a love affair going on before Hrithik divorced his wife. 
And that's why Kangana is in this movie. Hrithik Roshan actually tried to get Kangana in the movie. And that's the only reason she's in there. So there's a lot of like intimate scenes, which now in rec- this movie came out in 2013. But after his divorce, you're watching it and you're like, oh, oh my God, this makes sense. You pig, Hrithik. Hrithik. Because there's so many scenes where like Hrithik's hugging Pyon- Priyanka. Priyanka. <laughs> Priyanka and like sharing an intimate moment with her and Kangana is just kind of staring awkwardly in the like background. sad, yeah. And uh, the amount of cleavage. But let's talk about one scene with Kangana in general. So Kangana uh, has a change of heart in the last quarter of the movie where she realizes she's actually good. And the way she realized this is a baby falls from the top of a mall because a mother gets excited that her number was called at an auction. So the baby is falling. Kangana saves her. Okay, Kangana saves the baby, gives the baby back to the mother, and then an old man comes, and an old man gives Kangana a bracelet. Okay, and this is a very shittily made, like it was made in the third world, and you bought it because you felt bad for the person. A very shittily made <laughs> silver X on it, which has no semblance to actual Krish. And he wears it, and he goes, and he gives it to Kangana, and he goes, anybody who saves someone else gets to wear this bracelet. And then Kangana goes, oh, this is such an honor. And the old man goes, mere paas hai. And he shows his wrist. At this point, like a thousand other people also raise their wrists and in unison go, mere paas bhi hai. Mere paas bhi hai. And Hrithik Roshan is here. He is in the mall with them and he's just looking at this and smiling as these people start telling Kangana Ganaut, Krish, Krish is everywhere. Yeah. Krish can see everything. Yeah. And it is the cringiest, creepiest scene. Well, it's also... I think a lot of this movie is Hindu propaganda, but I got a lot of Nazi imagery the entire time. <laughs> Rithik is not Jesus, he's Hitler. He's not Christ, he's the Antichrist. There's like, this, there's like this big statue to him being built and everyone's like bowing down and worshipping and it cuts to a song where it's just like, God, God Allah, Allah or Bhagwan. It's <laughs> like, oh my God. Can you please just pander more to the uh, multiculturalism of India? Um, let's talk about Vivek Obroy, since we're on the topic of the actors. Vivek Obroy in this movie is uh, Team Edward Pale, and uh, he he doesn't get to use his body at all. His It's his face and one finger that are active for the entire movie. And even with 10% of his acting capability, Vivek Obroy manages to single-handedly overact. <laughs> yeah. Over that over, ruin this movie by overacting. I don't know how you can overact with your eyebrows, but he doesn't. I get, we could ask Shah Rukh Khan. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, um, Vivek Obroy, Obroy has a lot of henchmen. Um, and one of them is just a discount Anupam Kher. <laughs> yeah, we have a discount mystique. This guy actually straight up looks like Anupam Kher. And Rithi, or not Rithik, Vivek ends up killing him by reversing a fan, sucking Anupam Kher into the fan, and then you just see like, like maybe like a drop of blood splatter on a window. And you're like, oh, like, that- a, like paper cut blood. Yeah, it's <laughs> like to two bodies being dismembered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, is that how much blood is in a human body? Um, uh, but I think one of the interesting things that we brought up was that the philosophical and moral issues that you see with like uh, uh, Batman versus Superman, which is should Grish be a- or should Superman be active? You know what I mean? Like a lot of people, there will be like a Congress meeting and people go, Superman has so much power and capability, but is he using it for good? Do we need Superman? Yes, this is the crux of like every Western superhero movie. It's vigilantism versus law and moral yeah, authority. Iron Man, Dark Knight, Superman, everybody. Now... In India, 
you really get a sense of how bad the police force is because this debate is not had at all. Everyone in India is just like, look, he's cleaning up the streets. Let's yeah. just let him go ahead with it. <laughs> There's no debate. Just pick, pick up some plastic. I don't care. Kill. You can kill people. Just kill whoever you want because the police force isn't doing much. So this movie got very, very boring at parts. Like the middle part... There's, there's no plot structure. <laughs> the middle part. <laughs> the, the, the middle 85% uh, made me want to blow my fucking brains out. There's no plot structure to this movie. So while Zane and I were watching this, I just started recording things Zane was, Zane was saying. And I just looked, wrote it down. And I, I remember during the action scenes, Zane just said, uh, uh, it looked good for about five seconds. And I'm just like, if there is anything that sums up this movie's caliber better, I can't think of it. It's well, like... There's like moments where the action is going well, the cinematography is going well, and then just something happens that just screws it up completely. Like there's a scene where where Vivek Oberoi is holding Grish against a wall, and it's just like oh, it's wonderfully made. It's like something you would see in like the new X Men movies, and then all of a sudden it zooms in on Vivek Oberoi's face, and you hear like a guitar, like an electric guitar riff, and it's like, and it zooms, and it's like. Why? 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 When have you seen an electric guitar played at the most devastating part of a film? Not only that, but there was there's a lot of scenes where Vivek Oberoi is like towering menacingly over Krish or or Rohit or Krish's wife, and it's done very well. But then he flies off, and for all the movie, for all the Hollywood movies that this movie rips off, it's amazing that they don't have flying down yet. He they do this thing <laughs> yeah. where like he pulls his legs back. And then he just leans forward and then lies down and he just zooms off screen. There's no thrust, there's no momentum, there's no nothing. Yeah, it's almost like they, they had like a little rolly cart underneath them and then they just edited that out the entire time. I'm pretty sure that's how it worked. I remember, and they try to set up foreshadowing, but some of the foreshadowing is done so awkwardly. Mm. I remember in the, it's like in the final scene, they're fighting each other and Vivek Oberoi throws Krish into a car workshop and he just, Krish falls on a lever. <laughs> and a car. A car just falls down behind them. No explanation. No explanation. He just, he gets thrown into a building and then a car, one car, a single car falls, doesn't like crash, the glass doesn't come out. Oh, we should talk about the glass. Oh, so much glass. Oh God. This movie is a, it's a, it's really a Windex commercial. It has to be. <laughs> because every fight, every punch, it meets a pane of glass. And then the glass shatters. Not like glass that we're used to seeing, but like, I don't know, like little strips of paper? Yeah, weird paper mache glass that just flies into the camera. And you can't really see anything that's going on. And I, I get the re okay, the reason they have so much glasses because they want to loop back to the beginning scene where like he reflects sunlight, which is, by, which is where the Spider-Man 2 ripoff comes in. Right. They reflect sunlight onto a point and like filter it and filter it into a concentrated beam. So all of Mumbai is like this weird gla futuristic glass city. And if you're going to have so much glass, learn how to film with glass for God's sake. Yeah, or still use it. Uh, I would just, I think we should make a point to Rakesh Roshan. Look, and Rithik, we, we gotta, we need to have an intervention with Rithik Roshan because the last two movies he's made, I think, unless I'm mistaken, are Bang Bang and Chris 3. And then the movies before that were Agnipat and Zindagi Na Milegi Dobara, which is like, like... That went from 100 to 0 real quick. Yeah, like, Rakesh, give us your son back, man. We need him. He's so handy. He's like a Greek god. Also, his body is like 
insanely made to the point where like I'm I'm in horrible shape. <laughs> and so I already feel bad when I see people I barely, I barely have a shape. Yeah, Rajo is like a line. But there is a scene where Rithik is unclothed or like shirtless in the first three seconds. And his body is so intensely sculpted that it looks creepy. Yeah. They can't even make good looking guys just look good. It's, it's, so, it's so perfect that it's kind of unsettling. Yeah. And it also goes back to I think there is you know something to be said about the philosophy behind the movie which is very clear like Hindu conservative values. You know, and that keeps coming forth, like either whether it's in terms of like sacrificing yourself for the greater good or it at points it's anti clearly anti-abortion, anti-stem cell. Therapy, I don't anti- I, I don't remember reading any anti-abortion arguments on the Ramayana, but I guess they were in there. Yeah, I, I think it's in the Mahabharata. You have to read. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I'm a Muslim, but I know more about uh, Hinduism than you would think. <laughs> yeah, I learned everything I need to know from Grish one. <laughs> good movie. <laughs> okay, Grish 1 was amazing. And why is there no Grish 2? I don't get... Like, if you ask Rakesh Roshan, he says that his defense of it is Rambo. He says Rambo is called Rambo First Blood. Or no, it's called First Blood and then they go to Rambo 2. But that was actually Rambo 1. You can't go from Grish to Grish 3. I, yeah, I guess Koi Milgaya becomes Grish, Grish which w- becomes Grish 3. I remember... We were having this discussion and you and we sat down to record Krishi and I had to like mentally register which movie I was watching because I thought there was a movie that I missed in the middle. And I'm just like, Zane, am I going to miss the intricate (laughs) philosophical implications of Krishi? Okay, well, here's here's what I will say. Our first episode was Dilwale and it's it's Shah Rukh Khan and it's shitty and like you watch it knowing it's shitty and you're able to glean some sort of happiness out of it. And this movie was, for me, devastating the whole way through. It was devastating because of its disappointment, not just that, not just because Krish 1 was a good movie, but because in the movie, it's intercut with hints of great scenes, like amazing scenes that they completely destroy. Yeah, like it, like, could, like it could have been good if somebody knew what they were doing. Which, by the way, this movie's special effects were done by Shah Rukh Khan's company, which also did Ra 1. Ugh. That's pretty ominous already. Yeah, that's a good that's a good way to start. And okay, so let's just end it with we after the movie we decided to you know look through the reviews and we found the IMDb page. Yep, and we read it. We read the whole thing. It was made by an Indian guy who was very vague the entire way through. But I think the interesting thing is that at the end of it, he put tags on the synopsis so that if you're ever searching it on IMDb, um, then you can look at these tags and it'll give you a feel of what the movie is. And I feel like. These tags, to be honest, do tell you a lot about the film. A little too much. <laughs> the, the, the tags are mutant, superhero, handicapped. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think it's I think that's just because of Vivek Oberoi. So it's mutant, superhero, handicapped, and, and love. And lo- oh. love. Wow. That I think that's a wonderful way to end this second episode of the podcast. So Rahul and I are going to do research and find somehow in our in the depths of our hearts an even shittier film. Uh, and I hope you guys do listen to Bali Shit Episode 3. Um, this is going to be uploaded on SoundCloud. So download it and enjoy. Thank you guys.